This is CJ Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today, I am pleased to present guest contributor Meg Barkley, reading her piece, Eternal Flame. Sometimes at night, if you weren't looking, you could catch it out the corner of your eye as if the flame of a single candle had crossed behind the bedroom window, but you could never be sure. Perhaps it was a firefly or the reflection of a star caught briefly on the glass, a wink from the universe. If you were brave enough to venture through the torn screen door, past the cobwebs and carapaces of mayflies, and cross the sagging porch to peer through the grimy kitchen window, you would find a tableau, a mummified breakfast laid out on the table, graniteware coffee pot, crusted white mug, tinware plates scabbed by ancient eggs, the dust sitting thick as wool on every surface. The toast was eaten long ago by mice. Jess George built the house and everyone knew Jess George was crazy. He would burst in on the neighbors evenings when they were playing cards or telling tales, waving a gun and gesticulating wildly. He would rant on about how he was going to shoot that SOB Roosevelt. It was disturbing, even if you did share the sentiment. But so long as he didn't get so far gone as to mistake one of them for Roosevelt, the neighbors didn't worry about it too much. Live and let live, they said. After all, he had his reasons. Jess George loved his wife and Jess George loved speed. Taking a drive with her, he could enjoy both simultaneously. It was the Great Depression, but that didn't stop Jess George from burning gas. So it was that, tearing down a dirt road one Sunday, he hit a patch just oiled by the good people of the WPA. He lost control. He crashed. His wife was killed. In grief though he was, Jess George connected the dots. The WPA oiled the road. Roosevelt created the WPA. Ipso facto, Roosevelt killed his wife. Hence the gun-waving and oaths of revenge. No one thought he'd really do it, and he didn't. The ghost of his wife stopped him. Unbeknownst to everyone, each night Mrs. George visited Jess as he slept in their bed, the bed she had painted with wildflowers. In the wee hours, when the breezes blew off the Susquehanna and the moths beat out their lives against the screen, she would kiss him goodnight, her kiss as light as breath, as delicate as an insect wing. Her kiss was Jess's peace after a day of rage. One morning, as Jess George sat at the breakfast table with his pot of coffee and plate of eggs, Mrs. George came to him. Go west, she said, and so he did. He stood, left the breakfast where it lay, and, without so much as a goodbye to the neighbors or parting threat to Roosevelt, drove off in a cloud of dust. How it came about that I know what Jess George's wife told him is Gramps found him. Gramps wanted Jess George's house. He tracked him down, though it wasn't easy. Years had passed while the breakfast desiccated and dust settled, but finally he found him in a mental hospital in Seattle, folks there being less tolerant of gun-waving and threats of assassination. Gramps made an offer, and Jess George, after telling his tale, agreed on one condition, that his beloved wife's painted bed remain forever in the room they had shared by the river. A man of his word, Gramps honored that request. Sometimes at night, when the breezes blow off the Susquehanna and the moths beat out their lives against the screen, when you aren't looking, 
Out of the corner of your eye, you'll catch something, as if the flame of a single candle has passed through the bedroom. Perhaps it's just a firefly floating past. Sometimes, when you least expect it, you'll feel a gentle brush on your cheek, as light as breath, as delicate as an insect wing. Perhaps it's just the wind. You're not crazy. Love never dies. It flickers an eternal flame in the darkest corners. You have been listening to guest contributor Meg Barkley reading her piece, Eternal Flame. For Esoterica, this is CJ Kinney. Thanks for listening. <laughs>